welcome to a super special bonus episode of Mutual Taste Buds. We are your buds, Emily. And Melissa. And today we're talking about the cuisine of Portugal, people. Portugal. Bow, bow, bow. Who knows anything about Portugal? <laughs> Not I. You love to do the dub horns. I just want to say you do it far too often and it cracks me up. I'm always like, should I cut this? And I'm like, no, let it run. Let it fucking let run. Let it run. Don't you kill my vibe. <laughs> All right. Calm down. Your audio is very loud. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we're very excited. And the reason why is because Melissa is traveling. She's traveling abroad, people. And in this 2022 Ugh. time period, that is fucking exciting as hell. Like, it mm. is so exciting. It's been a hot minute, folks, and I am itching to get myself on a plane and elsewhere. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel that. So, Melissa, why Portugal? You know, people keep asking me that, and I don't really <laughs> have a great answer. Uh, it was really just a place that appealed to me and my friend that. Uh, I'm going on the trip with and I mean she's been to a few different places in Europe already I've never been anywhere in Europe so anywhere was good Whoa. with me <laughs> okay uh, I totally forgot about that also what how did I forget yeah. that wow isn't that weird yeah, yeah that so this is, is my so first weird. European adventure <laughs> and I think we both like were drawn to Portugal for a lot of obvious reasons like i think it has amazing architecture it has mm, a great yeah. like climate it's like kind of coastal but also mm -hmm. has a lot of inland adventures as well um it's also like a culture that we just don't really know much about ourselves so that was like enticing in and of itself just like a new place to get to explore um and when we were researching places because we were really debating like morocco portugal Ugh. Those were kind of like our top places that we were talking about. And Portugal was at like the top of the list of like places for women alone to travel to. Hmm. Um, just like kind of one of like the safest places for women to be traveling to. So that was a big draw for us. Um, and like, know that. yeah, I thought that was very interesting and random. I don't really know why that yeah, is I made necessarily, that list. but <laughs> yeah, but I, it was very highly talked about on like all the different like blogs and stuff we were looking at. So um, I'm excited to like experience the culture just because again, like I really don't know anything about the history of Portugal. I don't really know much about the cuisine or, or anything. So um, I think it's just a fun place to get to explore. I've heard amazing things about it from the people that have gone. So mm -hmm. um, that's been a draw, but yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends that is very, very well traveled. She loves Portugal. It's like one of her favorite places. So when I mentioned you were going there, she was like, oh my God, yes. Like, so I'm excited for you to go there just because I know how amazing what I've heard about it is. And I got to do some research and surprise you with this episode. And I'm about to hit you with all the things you're going to have to eat. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm very excited to hear all about the things. <laughs> I was tasked with finding like the places to eat and that shit. Cause obviously I have this podcast, so that means I must love food, but <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything about it. And I don't do, do research typically when I travel. So I'm glad you have hilarious for me. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you where to go exactly, but I can tell you what to look for. That's for sure. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Cause I'm sure we'll just be like, bopping around and finding places along the way so all right so to kick it off supposedly there's a national dish of portugal and it's called bacalao i think is how you say it 
and Ooh. it's dried salted cod. So mm. it comes. Do I have in, to eat it? <laughs> you gotta try it somewhere. It comes in All so right. many different varieties. There's literally, it's rumored that there's no one recipe for it, and there's literally like <laughs> 365 different ways to cook it. So, and some people say <laughs> a lot of variety within <laughs> that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some people say that's an underestimation. So it's it's real. Yeah. So sounds like I'm bound to find it somewhere though. If it's that yes. many varieties, at least some place is gonna have it. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's one that's bacalao con, con natas, which is with cream and potatoes, which I was like, you'd be down with that. There's one that mm-hmm. comes with lots of olive oil. There's something that comes with like a type of cornbread that they have there, mm. which I'm very intrigued by what that means. Because in my mind, it probably is something different, you know? Who yeah. <laughs> You'll have to try this cornbread thing and find it for me. And there's also like different variations. There's one that's like a little deep fried like patty of salt dried cod and potato. And yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to have it. Sometimes it's a snack in cafes and things too. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. The dried nature is what throws me off, I think, but I'm sure it's great. So I'm, I'll give it a try. Yeah. (laughs) It might be good. It might be good. Don't, don't discount it yet. There's also (laughs) a lot of people that were talking about the seven wonders of Portuguese gastronomy, which I found fascinating because apparently there's a bunch of criteria that was decided upon, and this was by the Ministry of Culture, and they produced a list of 70 dishes that fit this criteria, and then they were selected for a national vote, and almost 900,000 people voted. Wow. Wow. Right? It was like also Ministry of Culture. I was like, ooh, okay. How do I get that job? Yeah. But some of the criteria went as follows. So the dish would need to represent genuine Portuguese values. The dish would need to have a documented history of at least 50 years. It needed to be traditionally made within Portugal, produced with raw materials available within Portugal, and would represent the eating habits of at least one region of Portugal and the diversity of each of Portugal's regions, ideally. That's like so, some solid criteria, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the, I mean, the fact that they came up with 70 different dishes, too, like that whole entire list, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. So one of the first ones, which I thought sounded super interesting, and I hope you try, is El Hiras de Mirandela. So El Hira is perhaps unique in the sausage world because... It's not traditionally made of pork, which pork seems like it's a pretty big deal in Portugal. So you're going to yeah. be eating pork. A hundred percent. So supposedly folklore suggests it was created by outcasted Jews to kind of fit in with their Christian communities because in the north of Portugal, it was popular to hang and smoke sausages in your home. So these sausages <laughs> was usually made of pork. So to not arouse suspicions, the Jewish community created El Hira, where they would fill the sausages with poultry, garlic, and bread before hanging them in their homes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, so like, no, we're just like you. We're just like you. This is our invisibility cloak. Yeah, pay no attention to what's going on over here. Also hilarious that you'd like see sausages in your neighbor's window, you know? Yeah. Like, and that that would raise suspicion. They don't have sausages in their window. What's happening here? Like, mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Mind <Yep>. your business. <laughs> Correct. So the most famous and regarded as the highest quality of Alhira is the Alhira de Mirandela, which can only be produced in that region. But 
you can find it grilled or fried. It's often served with potatoes or eggs. So keep an eye out Damn. for that. This one. sounds delicious and mm-hmm. right up my alley. So I'm very excited to try that. See, one. I was like, I would, I would get down with that. I was like, if it wasn't yeah. me, I mean, I, mean, I, I was going to say, if you weren't a vegetarian, when in Portugal, I mean, legit, when they sat down, when I sat down in Spain, someone put down a little thing of freaking ham on like a little piece of bread, little pinchos, little tapas. Am I going to turn that shit down? I'm a hungry traveler. I'm not going to be like, take this away. Uh-uh. That's rude. I'm here that to experience the culture. culturally yes. insensitive. Yes. Give me that jamon. Give me it. So, oh, priceless. When in Portugal. I respect that. <laughs> Number two is Quejo Serra de Estrella, which I'm probably saying all these things wrong because I'm using Spanish like inflections because I don't know Portuguese. But yeah, I'm going with what I like got. It's sort of similar, but just enough different to make it very confusing. So yeah. I'm sorry, but we're probably just going to go with the Spanish. But, yeah, just butcher it a little bit and you'll be fine. At least you know Spanish, so you can kind of skate by. And like the person you're traveling with also knows some mm-hmm. other languages. She's a, so a language aficionado <laughs> and she's been she's been practicing on her duo. So I'm sure she probably is better Portuguese than I do. <laughs> Why aren't you practicing on your duo lingo? Come on. I've been falling behind. I need to get back on it. <laughs> Every night before bed, five minutes. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. But back to the Quejo Serra da Estrella. It's a type of cheese, which already you should want to be interested in. Yeah, I'm and already interested. You hooked see? me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said cheese and you're like, yes. It's made <laughs> <perked> w- up. <laughs> with the milk from sheep. And it's from a mountainous region, which is Serra da Estrella, the region of Portugal that it's from. And traditionally, the sheep in the region were left to, like, roam free, and their diet is kind of wild because they're just grazing. So I guess the flavors can vary a lot depending on what they have been eating. But it's often described as... worries me, but (laughs) also is cool, I guess. (laughs) You might get a hella funky one. You might get one that's a little milder, okay? It's it's a mixed bag. It's an adventure. You're on an adventure. Yeah. So traditionally, the sheep in the region... They roam free. They do their thing. They make this amazing cheese. It often has an intense aroma and is said to be slightly spicy and salty. But I guess what would make it spicy? I don't know. I don't know. There's just a tanginess to it. Okay. Embrace it. But when it's ripe, (laughs) it's so soft, you could scoop it with a spoon or it could be like spreadable. Oh, weird. Okay. I didn't imagine it like that texture. That's cool. Yeah. I saw a picture and it almost looked like a little like brie wheel and there was like a spoon in it. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm, Okay. Yum. Yeah. So I'm betting you're going to have it at some point. I hope so. going to say it now. (laughs) (laughs) There's also something called caldo verde, which is a Portuguese kale soup, which this sounded pretty fucking great to me. It's a really simple soup that contains shredded kale, onions, potatoes, garlic, and then chorizo. So it seems like you kind of just like throw a little chorizo slice in there at the at like the end. A lot of people are saying like it could be vegetarian if it didn't have the chorizo slice, but I'm like 98% <laughs> sure they're using chicken stock most of the time and it's not vegetarian. Yeah. But Don't kid I'm, yourself. Not, I'm I'm not going to judge. I'm going to be like, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> it's I guess pretty popular in the north of Portugal, but it's served all over the country. And depending on the way it's cooked, they say it could be vegetarian, but it's a good idea to check. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. You probably won't eat that, but I would totally be all over it. I mean, it does Uh, sound good. I'm not a soup soup. person or a kale person. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, don't lie. Don't I, lie. I'm trying. It's growing on me. I have made some like good kale soups actually recently mm. that I did enjoy. So like maybe it's I do like. On me. I, don't I really like kale and soups. Plus, it looked like it was cut pretty yeah. small in a lot of the pictures I saw, but it did look yeah. like a brothier soup. And I know you don't love a brothy soup, so I'm just gonna yeah. say it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. This is another one you will probably shy away from, but it sounds like it's kind of unavoidable are sardinas asadas, which are grilled sardines. So apparently it's hard to go anywhere along the coast in Portugal during the summer and not smell sardines grilling. So, Great. Uh-huh. I mean, you're going at the end of summer. Maybe the sardines won't be in season, but <laughs> I guess that... I've never actually had sardines, so like maybe they taste okay. It's just like the idea of sardines in a can that like really grosses yes. me out. But like mm-hmm. fresh sardines... I don't know. Maybe they're better. funny that you said that, too, because there was a term that they used for, like, canned items. I guess canned things are really kind of popular in Portugal also on one of the things (laughs) I read, but they're, like, more upscale. It's not like the canned things you're thinking of. Like, I saw one of the pictures, and it looks like it was, like, nice pieces of fish and, like, other things mixed in there, and I was like, hmm, different than different than what yeah I don't, I don't think you're gonna be eating a lot of canned goods since you're on vacation but if you you know want to <laughs> pick one up for the freaking for a souvenir or something i don't know yeah <laughs> well, bring it back choice. a can of sardines yeah, or something, something. <laughs> <laughs> but i guess sardines they're usually just coated in salt and then grilled on like a charcoal barbecue really simple and they get really crispy almost like caramelized skin and like really flaky and they're usually served mm. kind of whole, so with their insides intact. So I'm sure that's probably going to maybe freak you out a little bit. But a lot of people just, like, pick the flesh off and then leave the skeleton and innards behind. So you don't have to God. eat it whole. It's just going to be whole. A lot of whole fishes in general seem to be, like, a popular thing with, like, head on. So yeah. if you order fish at a restaurant, you're probably going to have a little fish eye staring back at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. It kind of freaks me out, but <laughs> that's fair. It's fair. almost better because it's like you know it's fresh, you know it's you know yeah, whatever. yeah, that's real. Nothing wasted. Another <laughs> dish that I was like I would eat this is arroz de marisco, which is seafood rice. They kind of likened it to a paella in some places. I was going to say sounds like. Yes. It said it was like a rich seafood stew that's made up of fish and rice, and it's a favorite. It's really different in the amount of like sauce kind of from paella. So there's usually at least prawns in there. You'll find like clams, mussels, crab, even lobster. It sounded like there was like a short grain rice um, that it kind of sounded like almost they treat it kind of similar to risotto where you're adding broth while you're cooking it and like stirring mm, maybe, yeah. but I'm, I'm not 100%. Um, and then it said it was traditionally served in a boiling clay pot and some places still do that. So you'll probably see some other people eating it. I know you have your, your very cool allergens, so you probably won't be diving into a ton yeah, of I don't seafood. Know prawns, clams, mussels, <laughs> crab, and lobster is what I'm going to be dining on. I definitely am excited for like some fish and seafood vibes, but mm-hmm. I might eat some, but I don't know. Yeah, like mussels and things like that just never really appeal to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There's obviously a lot of pork things, as we said. This one I would not be stoked on, personally. Uh, it <laughs> is a little too much for me. It is Le Tau de Barrida, Barrada, Barrida. Mm-hmm. But it's a roasted mm. suckling pig. And by that, mm. it's a piglet. It is a baby pig. It is four to six weeks old. Said to be extremely tasty. 
but not vegetarian friendly at all. Why did you have to say how many weeks it was? Uh, it like, because it's better not to know. <laughs> oh, you need to know. It was on a plate and it looked like just a little baby pig. And I was like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, babe. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I don't know if I could eat that, but I bet it tastes freaking delicious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I could. Well, it's most commonly found around Coimbra, which is like a central region, I'm pretty sure. So it's not too far from the coast, kind of in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's the best and like the original comes from that Barreta region, which that region is known for its wine, which I was like, mm, Portuguese mm-hmm. wine. Definitely yeah, enjoy the wine the for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really usually just roasted with salt and the taste of hand-picked variety of like herbs of the chef's choosing and combined with like pepper garlic bay leaves so it did sound like it's prepared well but i just i don't can't look that little pig in the eye oh yeah yeah that's one thing where you don't wish that you see it like yeah. whole yeah <laughs> you know? mm, no, fish no, is no. one thing a whole pig baby pig maybe not <laughs> yeah this one we could both be excited about it's Pastel de Belém or Pastel de Nata, which it's basically a Portuguese custard tart. Uh, So they're known outside of Portugal as well for these. They're super delicious, supposedly. But apparently the Pastel de Belém and Pastel de Nata are basically the same thing. But the Belém one is the original and you can only get it at that cafe in that (laughs) in Lisbon. So that's the only place you can get it if it's called that. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, because I read about the pastel de nata first, and I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, wait, these are the same thing, but it has to be from that cafe to be a pastel de Belém. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. So are you going to Lisbon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're All staying right, well, in Lisbon you, for a few nights, so. Perfect. Well, if you wander past that cafe, get the original and let me know. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Hilariously, you'll notice that the seven wonders of the gastronomy, Portuguese gastronomy, did not include the bacalhau, which I thought was funny because that's supposed to be their national yeah. dish, but it did not make the final seven. <laughs> You're like, it's not hilarious. special. Everyone makes yeah. it. It's all different. Yeah. yeah, there's no like one recipe we can't all agree on. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, another pork dish that sounded super interesting which I don't know what it is, but these meat things are sounding better and better lately. I don't know why. <laughs> but there's one that's <laughs> black pork or porco preto. And it's a breed of pig that's found in Spain and Portugal. And in Portugal, it's specifically in this like southern region um, where they raise the pigs on a diet of acorns. And the meat what? is used, yeah, right, for roasted and grilled pork dishes, as well as for, like making like prosciutto and like jamón aburico and like all that kind of good stuff. Ugh, so yum. keep a lookout for that because it sounded so good. I was watching the show The Great, um, that's about like Alexander the Great, or his son basically, in, in Russia. But mm-hmm. um, and one scene, he like has her try a a thing of ham or something and he's like it's fed on a diet of acorns and i was like oh my god it's really funny that i yeah. just i feel like it. i've heard it about it in something else too and i'm like uh-huh. what would i have heard that from but that's well, so interesting when we did our escargot episode some of those snails yeah. were fed diets of acorns too and that's I was like, what, what is it, it must have been what is it doing what is in them? the acorns yeah <laughs> that it's like this is the the taste we're looking for <laughs> i don't know but i want to try it does it taste nutty like what's it doing yeah fascinating no Another popular thing that kept coming up that I'm sure you will probably avoid is octopus. Yeah, no hard pass. 
Yeah, it's a <laughs> popular thing that will probably be on a lot of the of the menus you see. And honestly, I would be all over it if I was going with you. But I know I you just how you love feel. them too much. I, I know love how them you feel. so much. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad. Uh, how you feel about the pig is how I feel about the octopus. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> There's a lot of weird dishes too that were coming up, so that like we're just like maybe off-putting to tourists. And like I was reading some of those, <laughs> so I'm sure you'll come across some weird things. One of them was an omelet made from pig brains or roasted jawbone oh. of pig that comes complete with the teeth. I was like, ooh, what? No. <laughs> yeah, there's a even picture. Eat that? <laughs> you eat the meat off of it, and then the bones are just left with the teeth on your plate. Oh God, no, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So if you see someone eating it try to take a picture at least like i feel like Alyssa would be horrified if oh i ate God. something like that but i saw the picture i was like "Ooh, wee i don't even i don't even know how that yeah, appeals. that's gruesome that it's is a, it's a gruesome look yeah jawbone. you're really going for it yeah you really like the meat if you're going for the jawbone for real but one of my favorite parts is that it is similar to spain in its eating habits and traditions whereas Breakfast is super simple, and it's early as heck. It's usually around 7 to 8, something small. And then you have, of course, a lanche de mana, which is like a snack that's usually around 11. They usually also sometimes have a, a late snack as well. So a lot of the cakes and pastries is a good time to sneak one of those in there or a coffee. And then they usually do like a lunch around 1 to 2, a late afternoon lunch around 4 to 5.30 where there's like that snack time. <laughs> There's pesticos, which is pre-dinner, which is Portuguese tapas and like a drink. And then you have dinner, which is like eight or nine or later. Like, doesn't matter. It's just when you get hungry. Damn America for just being like yes. the worst mealing yes. ever. You know, like I meals. love being, yeah, I and I don't even do that. You know, it's like I just eat like one big meal or something. And it's like, I love going to other countries and you just have like little snacks. It's a coffee hour. Mm -hmm. It's a whatever, you know, like yeah. I'm all about that life. I love like a late dinner. I love, you know, the like tea, coffee. Me too. Little snack intervals. That's the best. Working from home, I feel like this is kind of what my, my eating schedule has kind of broken down into on occasion because I'm just like, if I get up really early, like yesterday I was up at 6.15 and I literally had breakfast at 7 a.m. and then I was hungry around <laughs> 11 and then I didn't eat until right. like 2 p.m. and then I had an, I was hungry again around like 5 and then I had an, and then I think I forgot to eat dinner actually that night. So I was like, I guess I, my dinner was at like 5 p.m. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> feel like I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, my mind was like. I made a little quesadilla snack for, for the night time <laughs> don't want to get the tummy like, rumbly kidding <laughs> well, i don't want to be hungry it's hard to fall asleep when you're hungry <laughs> it's impossible to fall asleep yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm <laughs> super excited for your trip i can't wait to see all the pictures you take so if you see that we are in portugal it is because melissa is there i am not with her and my heart is broken <laughs> yeah she's bitter about it and oh, yeah. yeah a little just because we did just get new passports too and i have zero stamps and it's like <laughs> oof oof yeah, I'm excited to cash more in on mine. I can't let it go empty too long, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That is the truth. All right. Well, bon voyage, my dear. Check you later. <laughs>